1: Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just eight ninety seven at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This
2: is Uncanny USA.
0: He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs>
3: Hello, B. Wait, you didn't
4: tell me you were bringing in your cat
3: today. Oh, oh, hey, Elliot. Man, you sure caught the sneeze express. I'm
4: allergic
0: to
3: cats. (coughs) Oh, well, maybe I should have checked with you before bringing in Midnight. She seemed like the perfect mascot for our two subjects, Alfred Hitchcock and the Salem Witch Trials. Could you could you put Midnight
4: outside? I feel like I'm possessed by my allergies.
3: Ah, uh, no problem. Hey, Midnight, go wait in the lobby, would ya?
4: Ooh. Ooh, wow, I've, I've never seen a cat open and close a door like that.
3: Okay, well, now it's time for the reveal of our backup mascot. Ooh, that's better. Wait, did you say backup mascot? Well, if we're not gonna have a cat with us in here today, the next best thing would be a flock of murderous birds? Yes. <laughs> Only they didn't have murderous birds at the pet store, so I got us these cute little baby chicks instead.
4: Aw, they're so soft and fluffy. Ow, what
1: bit
3: me? <laughs> Eric, please play us in.
0: Here we go. What do you think you know about the greats from history? The game is on,
5: get some energy and buckle up your brain cuz it's time to play. It's the Who Was podcast cuz it's time to play the Who Was podcast the
3: from Tongvalan, or so called SoCal, Los Angeles, welcome to Who Was, the history quiz show that gives contestants the chance to win mega prizes and podcast glory. I'm B, the announcer who might put you under my spell. And now, here's your host, the man occasionally scared by his own shadow. It's Elliot Kalen.
4: Thank you, B, and I've got a good reason everyone knows shadows are where the monsters hide. <laughs> Sorry, I saw my own shadow again. Well, welcome everyone to the Who Was podcast. This show, it's like Jeopardy, only with surprise guests, silly games, and outrageously fun music. Our contestants were sent Who Was books about two great figures or events from history. Now they're here to show off their knowledge in the hopes of winning fantastic prizes, prizes, prizes.
3: Today, we're chatting about two absolutely frightful topics, the Salem Witch Trials and the Master of Suspense himself, Alfred Hitchcock.
4: But before we learn about those, let's learn a little about our contestants.
3: All right, first up we have Parker. Parker, please introduce yourself.
4: Hello, I'm Parker. My favorite subject is social studies. I love social studies, too. Is it the history that you like or the lives of people or learning about human beings come together in this world of ours? What is it about social studies that you like so much?
3: The history. Ooh. Who is one of your favorite figures from history, Parker? Uh, George Washington.
4: Fantastic. Amazing hair. Knew how to ride a horse. Uh, had, didn't smile very much, but that's okay. He had a lot else going for him. Those are the main things about George Washington. What is it you like about George Washington? Is it that he had great hair? No. It's about, like, how he... He's the first president, he was a leader. He fought in the Revolutionary War and the French and Indian War. Yeah, those are pretty amazing things too.
3: Yeah, I like all that stuff about him, but the thing I uh, admire most about George uh, Washington is that um, he can uh, ride a boat even when it's very cold, which is something that I have never been able to do. While standing up. While standing up. All right, next we have Branson. Branson, please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Branson and I'm nine years old and I love basketball. All right, which position do you play in basketball? I play point guard. Aww. Okay, and is that the one that tackles everybody? <laughs> or are you the one that holds the broom while the other people push the pucks forward on the ice when you sweep? That's hockey and football. Basketball uh, is okay. where you have to dribble the ball and shoot. Oh. Do you have a favorite uh, basketball player? I do. Okay. Will you? Uh, well, please don't keep us in suspense. Please tell us who's your favorite basketball player. Michael Jordan.
4: Oh. Okay. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here, and thank you to Eric, our musician, for providing that lovely Meet the Contestants music and all the music on the show today. Today's episode is especially exciting because Parker and Branson, that's right, you guessed it, they have the same teacher, Mr. Bruno. Okay, well, that's who is. Now let's find out who was Alfred Hitchcock with four fast facts. Four.
3: Alfred Hitchcock directed over 50 feature films, most of which were scary or high suspense.
4: He had his own TV show and a magazine dedicated to mystery stories.
3: Hitchcock shot films for the British war effort in World War II. And in
4: 1979, he was knighted by the Queen of England. For Fastbacks. Hitchcock made so many movies, and I've only seen a small portion of them.
3: Because they came out before you were born.
4: No, because only a small portion of the screen is visible. If you're watching a movie through your fingers, they're so scary. With so much to learn about Alfred Hitchcock, it's time for our first game: True or False.
1: True or false? Is it true or is it false? Is it false or is it true? Is it true that it was false,
5: or is it false that it was true? True. Or false? True or false?
1: Thank
4: you, Eric. In this game, B will lead a statement. You will then let us know if that statement is true or false. or false. You guessed it. And since this is our first game, each question is worth one point. Take it away, B. Parker, you're up first.
3: Alfred Hitchcock grew up loving films and went to the movie theater with his family every week. Is that true or False. False.
4: That's right, it's false. When Alfred was young, little Alfie Hitchcock movie theaters didn't even exist yet. Instead, he went to the regular theater. He was inspired by how stage lighting was used to create different moods. He went on to use those same lighting techniques in his movies. Okay, Branson, this next question is for you.
3: True or false. Teenage Alfred frequently visited the Black Museum at Scotland Yard, a museum dedicated to evidence from famous and unusual crimes. True.
4: That's right, that's true. When he visited, he would have seen nooses from actual executions and a letter from famous serial killer Jack the Ripper. On the other hand, he would not have seen me there because I've heard asleep sleep without nightmares, thank you. All right, now it's your turn, Parker.
3: Hitchcock's first job was designing the title cards that were used to communicate dialogue and important information in silent films because early movies didn't have sound. Is that true or false? True.
4: That's right. It's true. Hitchcock was so good at drawing titles, as those cards containing important information were called, that his own title changed to boss when he became head of the department. Nice workout for Hitchcock. That's exciting for you. Congratulations on your promotion. Branson, back to you. This question's for you.
3: Hitchcock found it difficult to get used to making movies in the U.S., and his first films shot in America were not successful. Is that true or false? False.
4: That's right, it's false. His very first film made in the United States, Rebecca, went on to win the Academy Award for Best Picture. He was quickly established as the master of suspense. And even 40 years after his death, his movies are still considered some of the most engaging and thrilling movies of all time.
2: True, 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 true
1: or false?
4: Ah, what a great game. You both know a lot about Alfred Hitchcock. We're going to have Jane tally our scores and report them to you after this short break. Eric, please play us some scary movie music.
0: The piano's playing inside the house. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
3: Welcome back to the Who Was podcast. Today, we're learning all about who was Alfred Hitchcock and what were the Salem Witch Trials with contestants who are terrifyingly smart. And here's your host, Elliot Kalin. Thank
4: you, B. Before we go further into the game, let's go to producer Jane for the scores. I'm afraid of what I'm going to hear. Ooh. Oh, Elliot, don't be too scared. It's only... Two points each. It's a top. fantastic. Oh, if if anything, that's the least spooky type of score. Wait, unless it's the most spooky type of score. Uh, Let's keep the show moving. We got to learn. Let's learn more about the Salem Witch Trials. I'm in
3: a cold sweat either way.
4: So let's hear about the Salem Witch Trials with four fast facts. Four
3: fast facts. Starting in the spring of 1692, over 200 people in Salem Village, Massachusetts, were accused of witchcraft.
4: The townspeople accused one another of working with the devil to cause a mysterious illness.
3: By the end of the Salem witch trials, 20 people were executed for witchcraft, and five died in jail. By May of
4: 1693, all those jailed for witchcraft were pardoned and released. There were no actual witches or witchcraft ever. It was a case of mass hysteria. For For ten months, the townspeople of Salem accused one another of witchcraft. The suspense was palpable. Alfred Hitchcock probably would have made a great movie about it, but alas, we'll never know.
3: Wait, maybe we can get him to make one using our handy-dandy time-travel telephone, the Who Was App. Who Was App?
0: You want to reach someone in the past? All you
1: need is the Who Was App. Who Was that?
4: Our next game can wait. We've got a movie to make. Please welcome to the show, witchcraft-accusing teenager Betty Paris.
3: Hi, Betty. Good Sabbath to you, sir.
4: And welcome the master of suspense, director Alfred Hitchcock. Good
2: evening. It's actually the middle of the day, Sir Alfred. Yes, but that was my catchphrase. Good evening. Evening is scarier than the middle of the day.
3: Ooh, good point. Okay, so how do we get this movie started?
2: Let's begin by setting the scene. Betty, where did all this happen?
3: pretty good sir i reside in salem village a god community in new england
2: new england that's a little black we'll set it in san francisco more romantic so you were what a young heiress matching wits with a handsome jewel thief i'd watch that movie yeah me
3: too let's call it sing three people will come see that I'm nothing of this sort, heaven be praised. I'm a humble maiden of Puritan stock. We believe that jewels
2: and wealth are evil. Mm, that's not particularly fun.
3: Well, we also believe that fun is evil, and smiling, and comfortable chairs.
2: Well, if I understand correctly, you were wrongly accused of a murder and had to go on the run to find the actual culprit. I'd watch that movie. Yeah, me too.
3: Let's call it Paddington 3. (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, I would think you were joking if jokes weren't also evil. (laughs) No, my cousin and I began to have strange symptoms. We babbled wild nonsense and hid under furniture.
2: Because you were being haunted by a ghost?
3: Um, no, a witch. Oh,
2: they're so close.
3: Well, the town doctor said you were cursed by a witch, and, you know, we believed him, because back then, medicine basically didn't exist. So we told him that three townswomen
2: were the witches. Aha. But really, it was the doctor who was the witch. What a twist. I'd see that movie.
3: Me too. Let's call it Spider-Man 4, Spider-Witch.
2: Like a sandwich with spiders in it? That's obviously not what she meant, though that would be spooky.
3: No, 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 there weren't any witches at all. We were just scared girls telling the grown-ups what we thought they wanted to hear. You know, then things kind of got out of hand and one thing led to another and the next thing you know, 19 people were hanged to death. Oops.
4: Hmm, that's not such a fun plot for a movie.
3: Yeah, it sounds more like a meditation on the nature of fear and how communities use scapegoats when they don't feel in control of the world around them.
2: Well said, you should make this movie because I don't want to. I like movies that are fun. Goodbye.
3: Okay, wait, but before we go, I have a question What are movies?
4: Okay, and before we undergo our own case of mass hysteria, let's just dive into our next game. It's called By Any Other Name. Any other name, any other name, any other name. In this game, B will describe some aspect of the Salem Witch Trials but using an odd rhyming word or phrase instead of the exact word that we're looking for. You must decipher what she's saying and tell us the real word that rhymes with the nonsense word. So, for example, if the answer was happy birthday would say something funny that rhymes with it, like mm, "Patty Lerf Day. which I guess is funny to everyone except Patty Lurftay herself, and we apologize for using her name. Mm,
3: yes, uh, of the of the New Jersey Lurftay. Yes, it's a wonderful family.
4: Uh, and because this is our second game, each question is now worth. You guessed it, two points. Parker, you're up first. This question's for you.
3: After nothing seemed to cure Abigail and Betty, the town doctor suggested that they were under an evil hand, meaning they were tree-snitched. Bewitched.
4: That's right, bewitched. Doctors regularly diagnosed patients for witchcraft back then. Thankfully, modern doctors have discovered many new and creative ways to tell you they don't know what's going on. This next question's for you, Branson.
3: Before being questioned, suspected witches were usually examined to see if they had any moles, warts, or mirth barks, known signs of witchcraft.
4: Birthmarks. That's right. Moles, warts, or birthmarks were considered evil, and people thought witches used them to communicate with each other. Of course, my birthmarks communicate that my skin, like me, is artistic. Okay, it's your turn, Parker.
3: Many people were in prison after being accused of witchcraft, but the prisoners who gablessed were treated better than those who didn't. Confessed.
4: That's right, the answer is confessed. Those who admitted to being witches weren't put in chains, and many suspects were encouraged by their families to just go ahead and confess to being witches. Hashtag go-blessed. Ready for the last question of the round, Branson?
3: Yes, sir. Starting in October of 1692, a new court began trying the cases of witchcraft. Unlike the previous court, they no longer used heck-pull-pebitants as proof that someone was a witch. Specter.
4: You know what? I'm going to give you half credit for that. What we're looking for is they no longer replied on spectral evidence. That's a tough one. Meaning that you couldn't be arrested just because someone said you were a witch. By this time, the town felt that the trial had gone a little too far. But you know what hasn't gone too far? Our Shmun pending pests for knowledge. Exactly. Our unending quest for knowledge. And that's the end of By Any Other Name.
5: Any Other Any Other By Any Other Name.
4: Another super strong round, almost suspiciously, supernaturally strong. Producer Jane, will you please let us know where we stand with the scores? Sure, Elliot. Right now, uh, we have Branson with five points, and Parker has sped ahead with six. Fantastic. Thank you, Jane. It's still a super close game, almost, dare I say it. Frighteningly.
3: Mm. Oh my goodness.
4: Look, Branson, Parker, we're gonna keep going with the scary puns and this and, and stuff like that. So get used to it. The game's not over yet. I do have a question for you though. Uh so Parker and Branson, if you could cast a spell on someone or just on the world, what would you cast and why? Uh Branson, what you go first. What spell would you cast if you could?
3: I would cast that I would never have to grow up. Well, I would stay at a certain age in my whole life, yeah. Oh. May I recommend 36? Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, 36 is a good one. Uh, Branson, what, what age would you choose?
3: I'm not sure, but yeah, probably 30 to 40. Smart. 30 to 40, all right, looking forward to the future. But, but not the, the too far
4: Not the future. distant future. Okay, so you know you're going to grow up a little bit. You're going to turn probably like 32 or 33. You're going to meet a vampire and say, make me a vampire so I can stay this age forever.
3: Oh, no, we have witches and Alfred Hitchcock and a vampire in this show. This show just keeps getting
4: scarier. Oh, <sighs> quick, before we get too scared, uh, Parker, if you could cast a spell, what would it be? Uh, to end world hunger. Oh, that's a great spell. That's, that's fantastic. That's really beautiful. Yeah, that's wonderful.
3: That's so sweet.
4: Those are both great spells.
3: Well, we will be right back with our bewitching guests after the break with more who was. Hey Eric, do you have any witch music you can play for us?
0: Uh yeah, which one?
3: The witch the the witch music.
0: Yeah, which which song?
3: Yeah, yes, that's correct. Witch which yeah, that one.
0: Oh, the witch
4: catalog. Yeah, yeah. exactly. that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, the witch which song from the witch catalog, exactly. The mm-hmm. witch catalog. The witch one.
1: Mhm. Yeah. Yes,
4: exactly. You got it. Which of the witch witch. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Let's dance at night for fun.
3: Salut, huwazers. C'est moi, Marie Curie. You may remember me from winning multiple Nobel Prizes or perhaps from my episode of the Who Was podcast where I played myself. I wanted to take a moment to read one of my favorite reviews about the Who Was podcast. This is from Shake and Bake, and it reads, Loved This. Me and my little sister love this show. More please. Our fave is Harriet Toman. If you want to hear your review right on the air, make sure to subscribe, like, and review to the U.S. Podcasts in the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Au revoir, or should I say,
0: à bientôt. When the clock is started. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
3: Welcome back to the Who Was podcast. Today we're learning the spooky ins and out of the Salem Witch Trials and Alfred Hitchcock. When we last left off, Parker had six points and Branson had five points. And now back to our host, Elliot Kalin.
4: Thanks, B. It's still anyone's game as we head into our next and final segment. Contestants, Branson, Parker, are you ready to play Converge of Greatness? find the converge of greatness music so inspiring okay in this multiple choice game b will read questions where our subjects alfred hitchcock and the salem witch trials overlap or converge and because this is the third game each question is worth you guessed it three points so pick the best option of the choices as your answer parker you're up first it's your turn take it away
3: b Courts play an important role in the Salem Witch Trials, but also in the life of Alfred Hitchcock. As a child, he frequently sat in on criminal trials at the Old Bailey Courthouse, and his favorite cases to listen to were A. Traffic cases, B. Book cases, or C. Murder cases. Murder cases, C.
4: That's right, the answer is C, murder cases. Murder would continue to fascinate Alfred Hitchcock. He made dozens of movies about the topic. He even made a movie called Murder. That's the title of the movie. Okay, it's your turn,
3: Branson. Mistaken identity was often a part of Alfred Hitchcock's movies and in the life of one unfortunate woman accused of witchcraft in Salem. The court confused Bridget Bishop for an unrelated woman named Susan Bishop who, A owned a rowdy inn, B, flew on a broom, or C, played esports competitively? A.
4: That's right. The answer is A, owned a rowdy inn. The court didn't know the difference between the two women and treated Bridget like she was guilty of witchcraft right away. Not fair. Not fair at all. But a case of mistaken identity that I bet Alfred Hitchcock would have gotten a real kick out of. All right. This next one is for you, Parker.
3: The Salem Witch Trials were fueled by people suspecting their neighbors of wrongdoing. That is also the plot of which Alfred Hitchcock movie? Is it A, The Birds, B, Rear Window, or C, Psycho? C.
4: I'm sorry, the answer is B, your Rear Window, though it is a great movie and a necessary part of any car. That's just common sense. You need a window. Okay, this last question is for Branson.
3: Over the last 300 years, several stories, films, and plays have depicted the Salem Witch Trials. Which one of them became one of the most popular plays written in America? Was it A, The Crucible, B, A Charlie Brown Christmas, or C, Macbeth?
4: That's right. The answer is A, The Crucible, written by Arthur Miller during the height of the hunt for communists in the entertainment industry. He found the parallel within two events to make the point that people's lives can be ruined by the fear of something that isn't really a real danger. And that's the end of Converge of Greatness. And now it's time for me to confess the greatest fear of all. My fear that we're coming to the end of the show. Aww. So while we wait for Jane, yeah, it's terrible. I wish there was more, but alas, all things must come to an end. But first, but while Jane tallies the score, I'd love to hear from our contestants. Is there something, uh, Branson or Parker, that really surprised you that you learned about the Salem Witch Trials or Alfred Hitchcock?
3: Uh, yes, and Salem Witch Trials, uh, Betty only said three people and Abigail said over 200.
4: That were witches. They one, one named three people and one said over 200 people were witches. And in the end, were, were either of them right? Uh, No. No, there were no witches. But I guess if you're going to guess wrong, guess big, you know? Mm. But that's it's amazing how uh, even though they disagreed so much, the people still were so scared of witches that they went along with it. Uh, Branson, is there anything that jumped out at you about either the Salem Witch Trials or Alfred Hitchcock? May, and jumped out at you in a good way, not jumped out at you in a like, ah, just scary, right. scary way.
3: Yeah, like a scary Alfred Hitchcock one. Yeah. Well, in Alfred Hitchcock, um, for some of his movies, like when they're recording, he went to a hen house and he grabbed some eggs and he threw it at the teacher's window. I didn't know this. I'm learning. I'm finding this out. Wait, why would, why would he do that? He was just pranking them. Uh, oh. Prankers got to prank.
4: <laughs> yeah. Prankers are, do got to prank. That's true. Prankers, Jamie. yeah. They should have called yeah. him Alfred prank. That should
3: have been his <laughs> yeah. name. Yeah.
4: Well, I'm glad that uh, we could learn some of the scarier things and some of the lighter things about these people. Uh, Mr. Bruno, is there anything that that was surprising to you about Alfred Hitchcock or the Salem Witch Trials?
3: Yes, uh, I'm from New Orleans. They, I have fortune tellers in the in the French Quarter, mm-hmm. and those people wouldn't have made it back then because they were throwing them were throwing them in jail. The fortune hunters. So that surprised me.
4: So you're—you're you're, surprising that pe- that people in your own community would have been thrown into jail for fortune telling, whereas now it's a pretty good business. it's yeah. a pretty solid business yeah. to be in t- telling
3: fortunes. I mean, we're we're here in LA, and you're always within three feet of someone uh, getting a tarot reading.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. that's legally you have to.
3: Legally, yeah,
4: it's required. Well, thank you both, uh, thank you all three for such uh, interesting insights. Now it's time though for the big moment. Jane, will you please look into your crystal ball or scrying cauldron and please announce our winner?
2: Oh, Elliot, I saw a spooky
5: thing going on. First, Parker was ahead, then Branson was ahead, then Parker was ahead, then Branson, then Branson, then Parker, Parker, Branson. Finally, it was Branson
2: who wins with 11 points, Parker with 9
4: What a close game. Congratulations, Branson. Uh, Parker, fantastic playing. That was so great for both of you.
3: More suspenseful than a Hitchcock plot, I'll tell you what.
4: Uh, Yes, exactly. He wished he made a movie as suspenseful as this one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Branson, you have 10 seconds for shout outs. Uh, Go for it. Who would you like to thank for your victory today?
3: I'd like to shout out for my mom, my dad, and two of my friends had a championship basketball game today. One name is Mason, and the other name is Danny, and they won, and I went to it before this. <gasps> oh, that's fantastic. Wow. What an exciting Championships day. Championships across the board. Yeah.
4: Wonderful. Well, our winner and their library of choice is going to be receiving a selection of Who Was books, and I'm going to give my own personal shout-outs to our intern, Zach, to Jane, Kenise, Eric, Dewey-Cadell for playing Alfred Hitchcock for us in our sketch, and to be and a big thank you to both of our contestants, for just playing such a fantastic, a frighteningly fantastic game. Thank you especially also to you at home for listening to this show. Please join us next week as we'll learn who was two more amazing people from history. Until then, this is Elliot bless, Kalen, saying, we're history. Goodbye, everybody. Got a question for any of our famous figures? Send us a voice memo at thewhowaspodcast at gmail.com. It might just end up on the show. The Who Was podcast is produced by Radio Point, iHeartMedia, and Penguin Workshop, based on the best-selling Who HQ series published by Penguin. Hosted by Elliot Kalin with co-host Megan O'Neill as V. This show also starred Jane Baker as producer Jane, Eric Shackney as Eric, and Dewey Cadell as Alfred Hitchcock. This show is executive produced by Richard Corson, Alex Bach, Elliot Kalin, Megan O'Neill, Daniel Powell, and Houston Snyder. The executive producer for Penguin Workshop is Francesco Sedita, Executive producer for iHeartMedia is Lindsay Hoffman. Written by Megan O'Neill, Elliot Kalin, Denise Mobley, and Jane Baker. This show was produced by Bernie Kaminsky, and our talent producer is Jane Baker. The theme song and music were composed and performed by Eric Shackney. edited and mixed by Kate Moldenhauer, and recorded by Joanna Samuels. Special thanks to Zach Timson, Charlotte DeAnda, Daniel Goodman, and Michael Lewis Howard. The Who Was podcast was recorded at the iHeart Studios in Los Angeles, California. Sound services provided by Great City Post. It's
5: the Who Was podcast because it's time to play the Who For the Was podcast.